0: we are not looking at the text wholesomely we are only picking out specific verses and building a wholesome viewpoint from that one but we're not looking at it wholesomely and the same problem was experienced in the issues of marriage and submission and now we also see the same things being addressed in the issue of provision because we don't want to also admit other scriptures that speak otherwise we don't want to look at them wholesomely So unless we do that, unless we do that, we will continue having the problems that we are seeing happening this very present day in marriages in the body of Christ. The things that Pastor Dorothy said, sometimes you find that there's this allure to women that if I don't, if a man doesn't buy me a car, if a man doesn't get these material things, then I will not get married to him and everything. And we propagated a materialistic viewpoint in the body of Christ. And now we are now dealing with other bigger problems. If you recall the statistics we read today, Kenya has the highest divorce rates. Kenya Kenya is hitting the highest divorce rates ever. Kenya, uh, I'm not saying the highest divorce rates globally, but I'm saying we have high divorce rates in Kenya. We have high single parenting households. And some of the problems were also tied to material things. If you read that article, you will see the things it's talking about. We have problems where certain men have also become workaholics because of the need to provide, they've become workaholics, they are married to their jobs and they're not present for their households. And there are women who are grieving, they're saying, now, enough, I no longer desire that money. I no longer desire that comfort that is providing because what is that comfort if the man is always working and he's there having affairs with women and not there at home. There was another problem that came in the body of Christ where people were saying you marry for where you're going. And now people were saying, you know, if, you've, if, you, if you married a wife and she's not progressing with you as you're progressing in your career and your intellect, that marriage cannot hold. It cannot hold because you can no longer intellectually engage. And so we saw people who now started marrying their wives when they were both interns in a company. And one person started rising. And the wife was still serving in smaller, smaller roles. And now the man can no longer connect with the wife because he's moving up in his ranks in the corporate ladder. So he's not moving with me. He's not moving with me. So the man is now attracted to women who are intellectual like him. The very wife of his youth is being neglected. And all these are the shaky foundations that marriages have been built in the body of Christ. These are the shaky foundations that have, dominated believers' marriages in the body of Christ. These are the problems that we keep seeing. And then when it is put to test, you see a marriage failing and you wonder why. So I would really insist that we have a wholesome perspective as we look into these subjects. And I say this with utmost reverence because of the many cases that we have handled. And Pastor Dorothy, I believe you have handled similar cases. And Pastor Gloria, you have seen these cases, several of them, So we say this with utmost reverence, please don't have a very rigid angle towards this subject, but rather look at the wholesome study of the scriptures and build it on the wholesome study of the scriptures so that your attitude can always be one that is godly and genuine in your approach to these things. So let us please look at it from that perspective. Whereas there are certain portions of scripture that seems to be, to be leaning towards the man, there are also others that are leaning towards the woman. So let us have a balanced viewpoint. If we don't do that, we are building recipes for disaster. And we will end up having a lot of divorce, a lot of conflict in marriages where people are not persuaded otherwise and they are not intreatable because they cannot look at the scriptures wholesomely and they only look at one angle. From the word of god
1: that's my take beloved it is my take amen god bless amen over to you pastor g
2: amen and amen I believe we are
3: done. Apana, there are other questions that were never tackled. I don't know if the uh, people who asked are still here. Uh, oh, we can oh, record oh. the answers for them. Just exhaust the questions. Yeah, there was, um. Uh, the, uh, this they were not tackled at all because uh, it's Trisha. Trish, this has been Trisha's question that has been answered for like two hours. So these are the ones so, um, Can you read uh, the, 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 the first three, it's going to 11. Sorry, dear, can someone be born again and still have a hard heart? Please, can I get a clear definition? And then there was um, Uh, pastor, good morning. Can you please talk about sex in a marriage? What is to be and what is not to be done? This is a big issue in our nation today. Couples defiling the marriage bed in the name of bringing pleasure in a marriage. Is the person who asked that one a couple? I don't know.
2: Yes, let us answer and record and mm. send it to, you know, they'll they'll get it from there.
1: okay
3: okay oh. just repeat the question again pastor is it the one about this sex that yes. i wanted
2: pastor peter to answer
3: yes okay just repeat it again sir so. um okay it says good morning can you please talk about sex in a marriage what is to be, what is not to be done. This is a big issue in our nation today. Couples defiling the marriage bed in the name of bringing pleasure in a marriage. Hmm.
1: Re- uh, uh, okay.
0: So, uh, am I supposed to respond to that?
1: Yes, yes. Pastor Taylor.
0: Okay, um, well, that one might need a whole forum uh, for those issues to be addressed. And uh, I would say this from a man's perspective. In relation to the subject of sex, um, first and foremost, I believe it is of great importance. And Pastor Dorothy has highlighted this, that this is a subject that needs a lot of discussion. Because even in the churches, premarital counseling, does not delve very deep into this particular subject. So for a lot of men who are getting married in church, those who have really kept themselves, they learn about sex from the one night that they have a, what do you call it? Forgotten. What are they called? those things that guys meet with a, is this a stag party or something? What What is it mm-hmm. called?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I think the stag party is for the men, yes.
0: That's where a man learns a bit about sex. That's where they learn about sex. And then for women, they also learn it uh, either by by being with other women. And the context vary for those who get married, not being virgins and who have had certain sexual experiences. There's also different dynamics that come along with that. But to start with, sex is God's idea. And the fact that it is God's idea It has to be governed by the dignity and the purity that comes with the knowledge of God that we have. I say this because it is important that, you know, the reason why we have best couples and not ceremonial best couples, but true best couples is that they are able to teach these things to those that are getting married. They're able to teach them these things for those that are getting married, not only just about life, but also about sex. And I don't know why, as the church, we shy away from talking about sex in this way. I don't know why we shy away. And I mean, um, the best man I have is somebody we can meet and we can talk about sex. We can talk about sex openly. We can talk about it, why? Because it is important to talk about it. When such education is not there in the body of Christ, now we have problems because there are certain things that we we have learned somewhere, either we have watched them somewhere or we have had an experience somewhere with somebody. And when we bring them to our marital bed, we find problems because the other partner is not comfortable with it. And because sex is supposed to be a mutual, experience that is supposed to be driven for the pleasure of the other person. It is giving of ourselves. We cannot seek to fulfill our own pleasures at the expense and discomfort of the other person. So there are certain things that are practiced. I I cannot highlight everything, but there are certain
1: things that we know are borderline perversion, borderline perversion, and people want to to, to practice them in in the marriage. For example, we know about rape
0: in marriage where husbands rape their wives because they desire to have sex and they cannot contain themselves because they want it and they want it at all costs. And there are also a lot of women who get raped by their husbands on their honeymoon night, which is driven by a lot of big issues. Some men have been tortured in their dowry payment. By the time they marry that woman, they feel like they have bought an
1: object. And these are cases that are there, we see women who have been raped, that the man does not understand
0: how to to arouse his wife in a manner that is fitting to, to stir up the desire in a manner that is fitting. There's no, what we call foreplay. We just go ahead and you know what? I want it, I want it now. And the experiences have been sometimes traumatizing. Um, I was learning also some time back uh, just the other day from very credible servants of the Lord of the issue of also sodomy in marriage, where men desire to have penetration in their wives, not through the vagina, but through the anus. That is perversion. That is perversion. And that kind of perversion is not acceptable. And so it is looking at the purity of that institution of sex, and it is necessary, the institution of marriage, and it is necessary for this conversation to take place. It is necessary for this conversations to take place because there are certain things that people do. They have learned from different sources. And the moment that one particular person is uncomfortable with it, it, it does not mean you will die if you don't have to do it that way. Because if someone is uncomfortable, it is important that you talk about it. Then secondly, there could be things that the two of you are doing that are perverse. Guess what? if you allow God into your marriage, the spirit of God will convict you. Why is it that we feel like in this particular area, he cannot speak to us? Why is it that we feel in this particular area, he cannot communicate with us? He is able to communicate. He is able to convict your heart about the right way to to, to go about that particular matter. Some of the perversions are not even just physical. We know the state of perversion that people have where you have been emotionally unfaithful to your spouse and the moment you're having sex with your spouse, you are thinking of another woman. Or you're thinking of another man. And we have had situations saddening where in the act, one of the spouses in the heat of the, in the heat of pleasure, They shout out a name that is not of their wife or their husband. They shout a name that is not of their husband or their wife. And all these things breed a lot of problems and distrust in marriages. So it is necessary that and I, I thank God for ministries like Sons of Virtue for the work they're doing because they do their level best to address these issues as much as is possible. And if there is issues that you know you're having, you can always reach out to the ministers who are here. There are a lot of people who have marriage experiences here and they can be of help. People who are experiencing their marriage, in their marriage journey, we have Pastor Dorothy, we have Pastor Alice, Mutuma, we have Cherono, we have all these other amazing ministers who can be of also help in that regard. Because the context, sorry, the different issues are many and they would require some level of conversation and counseling and also for men alike. Because there are men who, for them, sex, their, their, their sexual experiences, how they were introduced to it was through abuse. And so it has always been a process that is mechanical and there is no emotions involved in it. It is just mechanical. And therefore, they objectify the women. Sadly, we have a lot of influence happening in our day. People go and watch things like, uh, I don't know what it was, 50 Shades of Grey, and you come and you want to practice those things in your house. You want to tie up your wife with ropes for the sake of
1: sex. And those things, are perversions, and it is necessary for those things
0: to be addressed. So we might not be able to share everything here about the different levels of perversion that are there. I know of a story of a man who liked to urinate on his wife during sex because it was pleasurable.
1: And some of these things. No, it's serious. Why?
0: I don't know, it gave him pleasure, but you see, it was objectifying the women. He used to see his wife as an object. So he would pee on her because she's an object. Because if you find out deep down what was that man's experience, he would find that his experience was a bad one. How he was introduced to sex. So the perversions are there. And so it is necessary that these things are addressed. Deep down in the hearts of people, there are many issues, and sometimes they might require counseling. But these are the perversions that we are talking about. These are the perversions that we are talking about. And so it is necessary. Yeah, Muema says psychopathy, it's borderline. So it is necessary that they're spoken, about. that's why you can seek for help because I might not know all the manner of perversions that people are going through, but I can only speak for what some of the cases I've had. And so it will be necessary for people to have conversations about these things, about these things, because if they don't do them, there will be problems and you will be hurting, you will be disturbed but yet these issues are so important. So that is what I would say in regards to this particular subject. But if there's anyone who needs help, you can always reach out to the ministers who are here. If you're a woman, I would advise out of wisdom, reach out to the women ministers. If you're a man, reach out to the male ministers. And you can share and you can
1: address these particular issues, amen. Uh, Sharon, was there another question? Uh, let me see.
3: What? Hey, there's a question here. I am. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to ask this. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> right, okay. Um, a, there's a question um, in my inbox. Um, a question.
1: Uh, okay, go ahead.
3: Right, ah wow, he's licking each other bad. My husband likes it. I don't. <laughs> licking each other where the nose? No, 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 no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, I'm so sorry. This one. Hey, you I'm not even really shy.
2: I'm not <laughs> even <really> shy, <about. laughs> I'm really
3: careful. I keep telling off guard.
0: Dorothy, I know you. You are enjoying.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was inside into my sister, and my brother-in-law's bedroom. Please answer that, Mister
1: uh, Okay.
0: Um. <laughs> <laughs> in context that I am in with the ladies, there are certain things I might not be able to delve deeper in them. But recall something I said because we don't even know that the, the the kind of leaking they're talking about, huh?
3: Just, it's just that I have leaking. a suggestion.
0: Yes, please.
3: Pastor Peter, I think some of those, uh, okay, maybe you can talk to the person directly so that they can give you details. <laughs> the yes. person does not want, does the person <laughs> wants to be anonymous? So <laughs> <or Alice. laughs>
1: Okay. what We answered
3: say. this extensively, Peter Chalo. Yes, when I, the page began, we thought about sex. Every theme that can help start someone off, and we answered about because this was a bone of contention on the men's page, and even on some women's page. You know the way we, you've taught Pastor Chalo. Now, no, no man or woman wants to do the wrong thing in marriage. They all want to be correct by by God. So, hence the question. I believe she does. She either wants a free mind and know that this is okay, it's acceptable to God. Or if it's not, no, at least I know I'm refusing because this is, yeah. this, it's not acceptable. I think she needs to know so that it can help uh, ease her mind uh, and also, that
0: place. Let's understand that we might also have some people who uh, um, single. M- might be uncomfortable. Not single, ah, single people these days, they know these things, let me tell you. No, it's not about single I'm, I'm talking about people who um, might also be uncomfortable in the in the in the nature of the forum that we had. We have mm. here also the involvement of men, so I would. That's why I said, take mm. two things. If you really paid attention, one, mm. you can reach out to a female minister if you're a lady, and you can reach out to a male minister if you're a man. Number oh. one. Then number right. two, I said, even in line with that question, that. Okay. Perversion can happen from one party or also both of them can be perversion. And it's important that um, first the Holy Ghost convicts you and then number two, you talk about it. You have to communicate where you are comfortable and where you're not comfortable. Where you feel is beyond the ability to solve it, okay? So that is what I can say um Someone says, uh, "No, the the
3: person. I think the person can inbox Pastor Doro. Pastor Doro, oh, please, please let the person inbox you so that yes. you can deal with that. Yeah, absolutely. Sure, sure,
1: sure, sure. absolutely. Okay. Absolutely.
3: And you. if there's any other person who wants to ask this kind of questions, maybe they can inbox Pastor Doro.
0: Absolutely. Oh,
3: oh Pastor if it's a man. Oh yeah, yes. Pastor if it's a man. Oh, yeah. yes, yes.
0: And yeah. then um. Anyone who has uh, people who are sending also uh, there's somebody who has sent also a DM, mm. um, but this one is a general question so I can I can just touch it. The yeah. says so, hello Pastor Peter thanks for your response. My husband isn't able isn't stable financially at the moment. I am working and uh, and uh, still studying. And I've been providing. Mm. I, mm. Let's just mute the microphones, please. Um, The person says, I am working also in school and be providing my husband seems to have a problem with me going to work trips, going on work trips. And anytime we have an issue, he says I focus on work and school and sideline the marriage. I have been accused of infidelity in all honesty. Sometimes I'm just overwhelmed with all this. How can I handle this? All right, this is not a new thing. This is not a new thing. It is not a very strange question. I would say this to you: um, whenever we are asking this particular question that relates to our relationships, you know, context is never provided. So even if, if I give you an answer in this forum, just know it is just on the top surface. But context will only be provided when you have a one-on-one with a female minister or with a male minister, for example, and touch about these issues. When you have a one-on-one with somebody, then you can dig deep and you can paint the context. But what I can say is, um, one, the, the man could also be projecting his frustration because if he's not working currently and he's not stable financially, he might be feeling that burden, which we touched on that stems from that feeling of, if I don't provide materially, I have failed, entirely. If I don't provide in one context, I have failed entirely. And so the husband uh, who is having a problem as you go on work trips and everything could also be dealing with that frustration and that insecurity that he's currently having and is looking at his masculinity as being challenged, as being a failure because he's not able to provide. And then um, the problem that he might have with you going on work trips, and saying that you are also focused so much on work and you're sidelining their marriage could be driven by a number of factors. Either your schedule has become too difficult to accord time for him, or also that he's just dealing with the fact that he can't stand staying at home and seeing you going and being away all that time. So it is important that you guys talk about it and come and address these issues to the core. Where are these accusations stemming from? For example, if you are too busy at work, can you just manage to send a text to him while you are at work saying, hey, I'm thinking about you, I care about you, and so forth, just to keep the conversation going? Not an auto text, as some women do, and some men do. You send, your spouse, you send your spouse an auto response message. Sorry, I'm busy right now. I'll call you later. And that's your spouse. You can create their specific customized message for them on your phone because you have to understand the emotional state of the other person and how the emotional, um, the motions of how both of you communicate. It's so important to understand that. Now, on the issue of uh, accusations of infidelity, is it either that he's just insecure or you also have allowed or given any reason for infidelity to take place? I know, for example, There are certain languages that people like to use when they are at work, especially with their workmates. There's a familiarity that we like to develop and those familiarities breed room for Satan. Remember the true enemy is not your spouse, it is Satan. So sometimes we think as women, it is harmless when I refer to another man at work. Oh, my dear. I write to him, hey, dear, could you please send me that email and all those things. But you see, those are the reasons why the enemy finds room for breeding distrust and suspicion in marriages you have to just handle it professionally you have to handle it professionally there are people who have jokes sometimes at work they say this is my work uh, this is my wife at jobo there's my wife at home and then this is my wife here in, in jobo she serves me tea she does this thing those my friend you will you will know there's a true enemy called setan what you think you are doing in private, you will be surprised the coincidence of how you can get to your wife. So we are not ignorant of certain devices. So what I'm saying is also when it comes to the issue of, um, of infidelity, to what level are you able to be open with one another? Do you have access to each other's communication, for example, or are there communications that you have? Are there phone calls that come at certain times that are bringing reason for suspicion you have to factor in all these different things and that is speaking from your side as you're asking this question but you see i cannot address the other person's side because i don't know what the context is but i can tell you as you feel like you're overwhelmed you can pray to the lord for these things you can cast these cares and these burdens to the lord and then secondly you can make the effort of trying to talk with your spouse Create time out of your business schedule and try and sit down and have a conversation about these issues that you feel are really disturbing. And if you try your level best and both of you cannot be able to find any help, then now you can think of looking for external help. Because the details are more than just what we can read here. Because it takes the two of you to tango. And some of the couple that we have handled here we have seen accusations coming from both sides up to a point. You reach a point and you just tell them now, guys, huh? can we just stop for a moment? I want us to take time and pray in tongues for the next 20 minutes. Because they can't seem to agree. Everyone has an accusation on the other one and they cannot be treatable. So it's important that you try and understand what could be the reasons why there is infidelity. And from your part, you can ask yourself, have there been occasions that have given him reason to be suspicious? Am I receiving phone calls late? Am I having conversations late in the night? Am I using language that can be suspicious? Because I will tell you this from the workplace, these things happen. We use certain pet names with our colleagues at work. And those are the things that come and bring problems with our marriages. I told you the true enemy is Satan. So the moment you become accommodative of certain things, automatically they start bringing problems. And then another thing I would say is, what is the level of trust? What is the level of trust that the two of you have? Those are things that you also have to consider because some men are very, uh, they're very edgy and they cannot tolerate something at all. They're very edgy. Depending on the relationship that you have with your spouse, you have to understand it. You have to understand it. There are those uh, couples who who are very light. Uh, A woman can come home and tell her husband, hey, my hubby, let me tell you, today there was somebody who was hitting on me. He was telling me this and they laugh it off. They laugh it off. But there are others who
1: cannot even dare talk about those things with their spouses. You get the point. So what I'm, what I'm encouraging you is, at the end of the day,
0: let me tell you, your issues in marriage are not unique. And
1: there's no point of feeling ashamed when you ask these questions. You don't need to, you, you don't need to, be, to, to, to be afraid to ask these questions. You can look for help.
0: And as you look for help, you can have some people come and assist you if the two of you cannot be able to communicate. But what I'm saying is, first and foremost, start with you. Look, is there anything that I have caused? Because sometimes you can be justified in our own eyes, but just look at yourself. And as you're also prayerfully uh, considering your husband, look at yourself and ask, is there any reason? Then if there's none, then you can address him and you can talk to him and ask him, What do you? what is making you feel this way? Because when you discuss it, it helps. And I know that you will be able to find a solution. And when the two of you cannot be able to get any uh, solution, then now you can seek help, either from ministers or either from your best couple, and there you can find help. But suspicions are things that happen in marriages. They happen at times because we project our insecurities on one another. Sometimes we are just insecure, or sometimes our discernment is not wrong. Sometimes our discernment is not wrong. There are times you can have discernment that this particular woman, the way she's all over my husband,
1: I am suspicious. And sometimes you're not wrong. Sometimes you're not wrong. So um, I would, I, I would, uh, I would say that for in regard to that particular question.
0: And in case you might have uh, any other question, you can definitely.
1: Um, Pursue more help even after this session. Amen. Cherono.
3: Yeah. Um, um, I don't I don't think there's another one. Um, what somebody said? Ah, oh, all right. There was another question. So does it mean that, oh, this is also about, I think this topic needs to be covered again, Pastor Dor Pastor someone Pastor Dorothy this uh this needs to be retackled again because the person is asking does it mean that other sexual styles are seen apart from missionary so i'm thinking it's just about it needs to be retaught again sex and uh, and pastor dorothy had taught about i think we even compiled
0: yeah and i think chirono uh, mm. you see why are we having this mindset just because we have mentioned that it's perversion are we, no, no one has said that all styles
1: are...
3: Yeah, it's, but, you know now, Pastor, Pastor Peter, the way, to may, the way we are want, not wanting to discuss it, and I think it is so good to be open about these things. Nobody because has now, said- after we said perversion, everybody now is thinking everything is wrong. Yeah, and it is. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I think we should really, really, truly have this discussion here because I'm really feeling bad for even this person who is asking, so does it mean that other sexual styles are seen apart from missionary? Honestly...
0: No. You see, we cannot go into the details of this thing because this no, is we a, a
3: yeah. forum that
0: has also men, women, yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah. But again, beloved, why are we so anxious in our hearts? We feel like if you not, <laughs> if you don't get an answer here, you're going to die. Yeah, you, you're going to be. Ask DM the pastors. They are here. They can give you their number. End I don't know. Them.
3: Others are shy to ask. Um the pastors because they feel like they'll be judged. No one will judge you.
0: Yeah, no one will no judge one you. No one will judge you. Yeah. And if you're ashamed, it has not mm.
2: May I raise a, an issue?
3: Yeah.
2: I, I think from where we've come from, and some of us are kind of conservative. Mm-hmm. Um, one person raising such a question, maybe we could just answer because it answers many others who actually yes. cannot be so too, yeah. All
3: right. imagine you can't you can't even do a one on one with another person anyhow because of how we've been brought up. So I'd rather let's not shut it down. Also, but let's answer if we can of course answer in wisdom or with wisdom. But let's not shut it down because we realize the inboxes and everything, any kilamtu a sasa when you say perversion, everybody's now again getting scared that probably what they've been doing because you see as much as sex was given for procreation it was also given for pleasure we we i think we should not also negate that part so as my and and there's perversion i think now the i don't know how to explain this i'm a peter how to differentiate between also the leading of the holy spirit let's say the leading of the holy spirit because honestly i don't even know how to discuss this it will let, it will make other people not enjoy sex anymore it will make other people start questioning and now what about if you're married to a husband who is not born again what about then
1: <laughs>
0: okay mm. oh so, yes um, let me go back to the because sometimes I feel like you know we have to learn to pay attention mm. I mentioned specific things number one I said, Sex, as you've mentioned, Cherono, is for procreation and also for pleasure. Yeah. But it is not selfish. That's what yes, I- said. thank you. It's considerate of each other. So number yes. one, if you're not comfortable with a certain thing, the two of you have what to be tell. able to communicate. Mm. Mm. Number one, you have to be able to communicate because it should not happen And that's why we have to destroy this fear because this fear itself in itself is the reason why a lot of things are not addressed. I believe that two people who are married should be able to have a conversation about sex. They should be able to have a conversation about sex and to have a conversation about the different ways that they find it pleasurable and the very things that they are uncomfortable with. By that conversation, that is how you're also able to learn and you're able to explore adventurous ways of satisfying one another. If you can be able to be open, it means that your sex will not just be boring, but the fact that you can talk about it, you can be able to share and talk about different ways that you can be able to provide satisfaction for your spouse. Secondly, I said, this is when... There's discomfort on one person. Then, secondly, I said, as you also involve God in your marriage, and if there's something that looks perverse that both of you are engaging with, the Holy Ghost is able to convict you, people. The Holy Ghost is able to convict you. If if mm,
3: you
0: yes able to convict you. If there's yes. something that you feel is a bit uh, way 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 strange, the Holy Ghost is able to convict you. Thirdly, we, when we spoke about perversion, you remember I highlighted issues like rape in marriage. I highlighted issues of... But I never touched on sexual positions. Mm. So sometimes when you answer a question, you have to look at the assumption in the question in order to be able to address it right. The person who asked the question said, are you saying that missionary is the only acceptable style? Who's, nobody said missionary.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
0: You are the one who said missionary. It is not us, it is you who are said missionary. So it means that the particular person, the whole idea of what they consider to be standard sex is missionary. Because that is the one thing you have highlighted. What we are saying, beloved, is this if you can learn to be having conversations about it there is nowhere we have said that missionary is the only position there are even books that teach books that have uh, that teach about different positions and everything it is necessary for you as both of you are having this conversation to be open enough and and learn new ways to satisfy each other and learn new ways if it is positions and different ways that you can be able to please each other you have to Talk to your spouse. If you're too shy to talk to us, at least talk to your spouse and be able to talk about these things and share with one another how you can be able to please one another. Then maybe you can now learn in other larger forums about the different ways that you can go about your sexual experiences with your spouse. But one of the things is we say, we we, we talked about provision. We never touched on positions. We never touched on um on uh, on things to do with foreplay we never touched on the act itself we touched on things that we we felt were outright number one outright perverse but as the two of you learn to communicate with one another and then beyond that if you still have a problem you have to grow up we are not kids you are married you have to grow up and you have to seek for help or you have to seek for advice you can't be that shy about it if it is something that's troubling you because it is a critical part of your marriage. So we might not be able to discuss the positions and everything here because nobody touched on that. But what we are saying is you have to be able to reach out and speak and find help. And it's important that you do that. Again, I, ho- I hope, I don't know if I've satisfied all of you.
3: Yes, Yeah. I, I think you've you've said it so well so that they know that it's not wrong to ask. it's not as it's don't be ashamed to ask of what you know if it is right approach a minister if it's a man go to a man a lady go to a lady if it is a couple and you need couple then uh, maybe pastor doro and pastor peter can advise on that you can go as a couple i I, it's important it's an important area that needs to be discussed
0: yeah and then i've seen also the question you have posed there and it concerns me because I wonder if people have been listening from what we have taught from Monday to Friday. My goodness. And I'm not despising your question. I am not treating it casually, but honestly speaking, we have been teaching the word from Monday to Friday and all this time that we've been teaching, maybe you're new to this, but um, the question that uh, you have shared there about somebody asking, uh, my husband has had an affair for a long time My my friend's husband has had an affair for a long time. The Monamke has even tried to throw witchcraft on her. She said, God has said that the lady will die after he has warned her severally. Is this possible for God to do that? Another prophet say that Monamkes are dying this year. Or Mpanguakandos. sorry. Mw. I didn't know. Mpanguakandos are dying this year. Is this biblical? No, it's not biblical. Because they're also candidates of salvation. And then number two, don't blame witchcraft. When anyone is led away, is led away because of their own desire.
3: Sante, thank you for saying that. Because the witchcraft is overrated. Hey.
0: They are led away because of their own desire. They're led away because of their own desire. And so God does not kill Mpanguakandos. God loves them and is able to reach out to them and save them. I'm saying God is love. And is able to also save them but yes if somebody continues in their wicked ways they will perish because god does not even look upon evil he's too holy he does not by any means necessary tolerate or accommodate evil so what i'm saying is this god is in the business of saving people if they harden their hearts then they store up for themselves wrath but if they yield they will receive mercy and grace just like any other person. So please understand. And then secondly, the person, if they are born again, they shouldn't really be troubled about witchcraft because they're in Christ. They're in Christ Jesus. They have an identity in Christ and they need to understand that. So that is my encouragement to you. And please listen to as many messages as you can and I know we will try and update the podcast as much as possible. But even on Telegram, listen to these messages, beloved. Listen, understand these messages. Listen to give yourself to the word. I'm telling you, even without us teaching you, the moment you give yourself to the word, you will find an understanding in the scriptures and they will be helpful to you.
1: Amen. Gerona.
3: Okay, all right. I think we are done now. And Sioni if I have any any questions. Uh, Jandi Kanini, Kanini, just go online. Go online. I think there are also Christian ministers who've written about sex. They're there. Okay. They're there. I, we don't even need to share it, by the way. People be, be people who read, be studious. Uh, can we say, is it said studious? Peter, of aje. Yeah, it, at least just jerebu uh, kusoma, mm-hmm. These things are available online in Christian settings. They're there. Just go look for them. I, I don't have any anyone anything in mind. Um, I think yeah, I don't have anything in mind. But, yeah, but there.
0: besides going online, you can ask uh, ask so that you can get a better recommendation. You can even reach mm-hmm. out to like Pastor Dorothy.
3: Oh yeah, or reach out to Pastor Doro. and
0: she can be able to help you with that all right
3: Mm, i think we are done any other question um i think to mama lisa um i don't know Esther. uh esther did you come back esther 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 you had asked a question and it was not answered you told me you were back i think she's gone again or we can—I don't know. Pastor Peter, somebody said about praying for the dead, for those who are already dead to rise up. She, she, uh, this uh, believer had this prompting to go and pray for someone who had just passed away, and she was asking why is it that sometimes you get the prompting of the Holy Spirit to go and pray, and you get there, you pray, and nothing happens. She was wanting to uh, to get the understanding.
0: Uh, That's a very, very difficult question, beloved. I'll tell you that. It's a very difficult question, but the Bible says that, talks about us being able to raise the dead. Right? Yes. And it is possible. It is possible. Yeah, someone has shared Model Marriage by Doug Howard Mills. It's a book that I have also read, and I think I had a copy. It also helps a bit with that um listen on the issue of raising the dead yes the spirit of god can give you prompting otherwise if it was not by prompting you would go to the city and want to raise every other body and maybe one of the bodies you're trying to raise there was somebody decided he doesn't want to live he wants to die Mm, mm. and then then he'll rise and ask you why did you raise me back to life i was tired of this world But that's on a light note it has to be by the prompting of the spirit it can't be just any other Because otherwise you will go and pray for every other person. And maybe somebody was 97, he he was tired, he had finished his life journey. Then you're going to try and raise him back to life and he's like, Aki, surely, surely. So it has to be by the prompting of of the spirit. It has to be by the leading of the spirit. But at the same time, as it is by the leading of the spirit, you also understand that we are learning in our journey of faith and in our journey of growth in our journey of trusting the Lord, we are learning. And so as we are learning, there are times we will go and pray and maybe we will have doubt in our hearts. There are times that we will go and pray and maybe we will be afraid. And so it doesn't mean that now because it didn't happen that you give up as the Lord is prompting you in your heart. doesn't mean that you don't give up. You just continue exercising your faith. And then also another context that plays a big part is the context of needs. So let me, give you guys a, let me give you guys an example. Do you know that right now, if we were to send you to a mission field, if we were to send you somewhere to go and do missionary work or ministry on the ground, you would see more miracles, signs and wonders happening while you are actually at the service of the Lord than maybe when you're sitting comfortably in your, in your house. Do you know that? Because you're going where the needs are. You're going where the needs are. But if you're hanging around believers, you might not have many devils to cast out. Are we together? Is it making sense? If you are hanging, if you're hanging around believers, you might not have many devils to cast out because they don't have the devils. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You get my point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you're hanging around believers, yeah you might not have a lot of cases of sickness to deal with. Mm. Also being taught and they're learning to exercise their faith. But when you go where the people don't know, and people have <laughs> problems. Oh, you will actually begin to see these things at work a lot. Many of the miracles that I have personally experienced, I've experienced them in the mission field. Not in my local church. Where many people are born again. It has been out there where there's need. So as we continue exercising these gifts, the manifestation of them will also come to pass. But even if they don't, it doesn't mean that you stop there because there are certain questions that are difficult to, uh, to, to answer sometimes. You prayed for somebody, you hoped that they will get born again, but they didn't get born again. Or you prayed for somebody, you hoped that they would, they would recover from sickness, but they died. And there are certain dynamics that you might not understand. Sometimes you're praying for somebody to be healed, but the person has already resigned in their hearts. They just want to rest. They want to leave this world. Secondly, you may not be able to understand them in full, and these are the hard theological questions. And so sometimes you may not be able to understand them in full, but what I keep urging people is don't give up. The same way you preach to somebody and they don't don't get converted, but you still continue hoping and believing. Also in the same, don't give up. Continue trying and exercising your faith. And I know that you will see the manifestation of it. But also, whenever we're going to raise the dead, are we going to do it for flexing? Because the Bible says these signs shall follow them that believe. It means that these signs, signs, do something, they point to someone. So even in the miracle, it's a sign that's supposed to point to Christ. Sometimes our motives is to exercise our faith to show people we are powerful, but not necessarily. Uh-huh. <laughs> driven by the motive of pointing towards christ because a sign is supposed to point a direction so a sign is supposed to point you towards a reality which is christ so even in the context of how we do them they also play a part but i understand when we are zealous we do them and we learn i have prayed for people who were lepers on uh, sorry people who were lame on the road they did not get healed i went and bought them chips afterward i tried There's a time, there was an accident on the highway. We stopped. As we removed people from the car, we realized one man had passed away. He had died. And I started praying for him to come back to life. I did it. It was raining. I prayed, I prayed, I prayed. He didn't come back to life. I tried. I tried. One day it will happen. There are those I believe who have raised the dead. So we just continue doing it. Doing it as the spirit prompts you. As the spirit prompts you. Perhaps maybe some of those failed ones is he's trying to teach you to overcome your fear. Targeting a specific one who he wants to be brought back to life. So let us just continue exercising that. Amen. Amen, thank you.
3: Thank you, Pastor Peter. Stella, Stella's hand is up. Yeah.
2: Just in addition to that, I think I even sent a text message. Yes. And not that I, I say I know anything in that area, but just in what happened to us, that um, a minister was, um, was sent to us when we, we lost our loved one, and um, he prayed with us. And actually, out of real toll, it God, it's like God sent that person to come and answer a question we were asking God at that particular time. And the answer came through, which gave us a lot of peace and calmness in in the whole of that time. So maybe the message is even supposed to go to the bereaved to comfort the bereaved. Yeah, okay. Just my addition. I don't know consideration.
0: Makes a lot of sense too. I agree also, Stella, it does.
3: All right, so I think we are done. Any other question, feedback, suggestions? No, I think we're done. Pastor Pete, you na done.
0: Amen. You are wonderful people. The Lord loves you, and there's so much in store for you. And I know Amen. you will do great things for this kingdom in indeed in father in jesus name i thank you for everyone that is here thank you for the words that we have learned thank you for the fellowship thank you for the prayers thank you for the marriages that are represented here and also for every question there's no question that is too tiny or uh too silly but these, these are needs that are in your people's hearts I pray that they will have a passion to also study your word. I pray that they will have a passion to be involved in fellowship with you, Father. Because as they do that, you will continually minister to them. You will cause their hearts to arise in your love and in your grace and in your goodness. And that they will indeed be a light to many and a blessing to many. As they have been watered, we pray that they will water others also, Lord. And I pray that their days to come will be filled with joy. We bless you, Heavenly Father. We thank you for you are good and you are kind. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Have a blessed day, everyone. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Bye.